Hey there, it's Anthony Murphy, and if you're looking for a podcast that can help your business become an iconic brand, this could be the show for you. We talk to talented business owners, entrepreneurs, and marketers on a range of topics while also diving into the latest trends in digital and social media marketing. All right, let's jump into this episode. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Open for Business. Thank you for tuning in. Really, really appreciate it. And today we are talking to Brenton Johnson, who is the founder of Uptake Digital, based in Bendigo, Victoria. And Uptake Digital focuses on your business goals and uses technology to help you achieve those goals. So Brenton does a lot of work in the managed IT space, um, a lot of cloud software service uh, provisions and really just helps businesses strategically use IT and digital technology to advance their business, uh, to get ahead, be more effective, be more efficient. Um, and a lot of the time, it even involves uh, cost cutting as well. So if that is of any interest to you, I suggest you stay tuned. Um, let's jump straight into the interview with Brenton. I'd like to introduce uh, Brenton Johnson. Um, a fair few of you tuning in probably already know Brenton quite well. Um, he is uh, rather large in the, the digital space uh, when it comes to business. Uh, he's based in Bendigo, Victoria. Uh, I'm in Shepparton, Victoria, so we're about uh, just over an hour away from each other. Uh, regional cities, um, and I don't know about you, mate, but I love living in regional Victoria. Oh, there's no way better. There's no way better. <laughs> Beautiful. And uh, Brendan's just got the NBN. So uh, they've had the NBN in Shep for oh, almost 12 months now. Um, and it sounds like Bendigo's catching on. So hopefully uh, you get some good speeds. Yeah, we get a slightly uh, lower grade NBN though. I think you guys got fibre to the premises where we get fibre to the node. So they run the best stuff out to a little box out in the street somewhere and then copper the rest of the way. Um, yes. Yep. Seems to be working so far. I just see how it goes and it rains, eh? Yeah, beautiful. We're um we're on uh on um copy of the note here too, so um, right. uh, don't have it to the premises. But yeah, it's been okay. Some people are, haven't been too happy because their speeds have been less than ADL and ADSL in some spots, but uh it's uh, it hasn't been too bad for us, so that's good. Ah, uh, that's good, yeah. Beautiful. All right, I will, uh, let's kick things off. I'll uh, let you uh, introduce yourself, tell people uh, yeah, what, who you are, what you're up to, and uh, all about Uptake Digital. So away you go. Yeah, so uh, I'm Brenton Johnson. As Anthony was saying before, I live in Bendigo. Um, so I'm an IT consultant um, that doesn't look so much at the technology, but I look at the business and the customer experience. So um, when people come to me, they're often worried about, okay, well, we've got new competitors coming in that do things very differently to us. They're stealing our customers or they don't see a future in their current business model or, you know, they think their technology is holding them back. So they'll come to me and say, what do we do? And basically what we do is we have a look at it all for them and tell us what, tell us what we think uh, of their business. So often it's um, often it's really good business um, that's been very, very successful, uh, but sometimes that success has been a bit of an obstacle in the sense that um, they got too comfortable and they stopped innovating and they stopped pushing the envelope because they're at the top of their game and then they've come down on the, on the steep decline. So they go, okay, well, we recognise that. Can you help us get us back up to the top? We want to be on the top. 
and you know that's that's what I spend my days doing. Beautiful. What um what type of businesses um do you help with normally, or those businesses you were talking about that have been quite successful? Like, what sort of industries uh, are they in? What sort of industries do you work with? Yeah, the sort of business is getting disrupted at the moment. Uh, um, businesses oh. like accounting firms. So accounting firms have been very successful. They run Myob, they run two sets of books, so they do the double ledger. Um, so they'll have their customers, they'll have their set of books and then they have the accountant's set of books and somehow they merge them all together. And then Zero come along and said, no, we're going to do single ledger, we're going to have it in the cloud, the accountant can access it any time, the business owner can access it any time. And all of a sudden their whole business model doesn't work anymore. Um, They've been billing on time, Um, they've been billing annually, so everything's being about annual. Uh, And now they've got these new businesses coming in saying, oh, what are you on Myob for? What are you on Reckon for? We'll put you on to zero. We'll put you on a monthly um, compliance things and they might pay $400 a month to just have their bookkeeping and accounting done um, and then they'll say oh what if you want some business intelligence what if we could tell you if your cost of goods went up 10% this month oh great so they'll bundle that into it and all of a sudden they have something that looks like $1,000 a month of recurring monthly income um, where the other accounting firms just selling compliance they're not selling performance yeah. they're not helping the business integrate their accounting system with other systems um, they're not bringing in the right partners. Um, they're the guys that are really struggling. So that, that's just one example. You know, I, I work across industries, but it's generally professional services industries is where I get the most leverage. Um, yep. You know, we're working with a plumber at the moment who says, okay, well, we've got a paper-based workflow. How do we digitise it? Um, and it's quite simple, really, because the business isn't that complicated. Yeah. Just a matter yep. of finding the right software to solve the problem. Yeah, perfect. I um, we've got a question here from Ben who says, "What size businesses? Like, what sort of turnover do they normally have? Or you know, how many staff?" So I suppose he's trying to get a sense of um, what size businesses you work with and whether or not um, you know it depends on how big your business is. Um, what's the word? Uh, as to how many things you can digitalize, I suppose. Like, does a really small startup need to be digital or is it more for just the larger companies? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that on two steps. Um, so the first step is the, the people are going to get the most out of it, the people and the bigger turnover. So they've got a million-dollar turnover or more. Um, you know, generally, there's enough there that we can work with and we can get a really good outcome. Um, that being said... If a small business comes to me, they've got a really differentiated product offering um, and they go, okay, well, you know, the thing's highly profitable. We've got a 60% profit margin on it. Um, we know it's a, in, we know we can scale it. We know we've got everything we need, but we don't know what to do or what steps to take and who to talk to and that sort of thing. So they're at this startup space in Shepparton. Yeah, you know, that's where I'd be like, oh, okay, well, you need someone to look after your marketing. You know, you need to start outsourcing your non-core activities so you can focus on the stuff that you do really well. So we'll help them put together the pieces of the puzzle and do it in a really scalable way so they can build up really quick. Um, but, again, the business has to be ready for it. So I'm, I'm probably looking for more businesses that are ready um, over businesses on size. You know, if they've got $10 million turnover and they don't want to do anything about it um, and they think they're doing really well and even if people come and tell them they're not doing so well, um, they're not going to listen to them because they already think they're doing pretty well. 
Um, it's not necessarily turnover, it's attitude that I look for. Yeah, excellent. Beautiful. Um, before we get too far down the track, um, can you give us a little bit of your background um, and perhaps how you started Uptake Digital, um, where it all began? Yeah, so um, funny story, actually. I When I first moved to Bendigo, I went for a job and um, I've been sort of doing freelancing and doing a few things before that around IT and, and marketing and stuff like that. But um, I thought, I'll come to Bendigo, I won't know anyone, I'll go for a job. So I went for a job at the council and uh, I'm sitting down, I didn't know what job I was, it was a manager's job and I didn't know what it was about. And sitting there talking to one of the senior managers and I said, oh, what is this job? She said, essentially what we've done is we've assembled a team of five people um, to sit here and do data entry. Um, we've got 180 casuals and they all fill out paperwork and they're going to send it all to this team, we're going to data entry it into the computer. I'm like, but wouldn't you just give them all iPads and have them data yeah. entry themselves? Oh, no, we couldn't do that. I'm like, uh, you will if you tie it to the conditions of employment. No, 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 they won't use that. And we tried using text message and blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, the technology wasn't the problem. The technology was the easiest fix in the world. I could put that technology in my yeah. sleep, right? Um, yep. Getting the managers to understand that this sort of stuff works um, and that's really good. That's what I was like, that's what the world needs, right? They don't need me sitting there whipping data entry people yes, saying, yes. you know, data entry fast, you know. What they need is someone to go in and say, um, okay, how do, how do we stop doing that? So this is a brand new department they were setting up. This isn't like oh, we're just hiring a space. They're, they're hiring six new people for this role, right? One manager yeah, and five staff. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's God. Um, so that's that's where it started, basically. So I started off in the marketing space and I started, because, that, you know, at the time we didn't really have cloud. Cloud was still pretty crazy. Um, and a lot of people were still trying to digitise their marketing and still are, to be honest. Um, we, we've started, started to get mainstream acceptance of that and now I've moved into productivity and cloud space because that's where the trailblazing stuff is at the moment. So um, so that, that's that's basically how we started, been going full-time. I've been full-time in my business three years and, yeah, I love it. I wouldn't do anything else, to be honest. So it's the best thing in the world. Perfect. That's what we like to hear, mate. Um, it's, it's very much about... Uh, it's, this is completely off topic, but uh, I've got a podcast that's all about uh, young people starting their own business, um, whether it be entrepreneurship, just whatever it might be. But um, yeah, I love those stories, um, people who really have a crack at going out and doing what they love and, and turning that into a business. So well done and congrats on Uptake Digital. You're doing really well. Yeah, I was 25 when I started my business. So yeah, that's it's crazy. Not too early and too late. Hey, um, I know you wanted to uh, talk um, about where the world's heading to digitally. Um, do you want to run us through that? Yeah, I, I suppose um, some of the key themes that I'm seeing, um, particularly in regional Victoria, so I want to put a real regional spin on it because, you know, this is where our audience is. Um, and what I'm finding is you don't have to go very far to find the best practice anymore. So one of the big trends I've noticed is back in the day, it used to be enterprise, banks, like to give you a bit of an idea of um, early days of cybersecurity. So we do a lot of security stuff. Um, 
Oh, cool. <laughs> so we do a lot of security <laughs> stuff. What what we had in the um, what we had in those days is the Australian Federal Police were going to banks and saying we actually don't own any computers and we're getting these cyber security problems. Um, we've got some university professors that sort of know stuff about computers, but can we borrow some of your computers because we need like the computing power that only banks had at the time, you know? So yeah, yeah. really high end. Um, it was always the people with all the money that had the biggest advantage in technology. Um, that's shifted so much. Uh, and I think probably the biggest shift of this being the smartphone and the cloud. Um, so yeah. now a small business can start up, um, you know, to give you a bit of like, you wouldn't believe how bad some of the technology is in banks and in these big companies. They're big, heavy, crappy pieces of software that are awful to use and slow the business down and, and crush it under its own weight. And then I can get a startup business. I can put the whole business in the cloud and, you know, they don't, they're not held back by the technology. They got better technology than the bank who spent, you know, tens of millions of dollars on it. So this is, I think this is what's fundamentally shifted that if you're a business, if you're starting a business today, I believe there's never been a better time to start a business. Um, and that's one of the reasons I started my business because I was watching this Seth Godin talk and he said there's never been a better time to start a business. And I'm like, oh, what does he mean by that? And I'm having a look around. I'm like, actually, he's right. Um, and every year it seems to get more right. Um, so at the, at the moment, if you're a small business, um, and I think digital marketing has probably been a real game changer that, you know, Anthony's not a bank, um, but he can run live video broadcasting, right? You'd have to be a TV studio to even think about doing that, you know, tens of millions of dollars on broadcast equipment and expertise and stuff. And now we're sitting here, I'm sitting in my uh, house at the moment, talking on a live video stream. This is, this is what's fundamentally shifted. So um, if you can take that technology, um, take your ingenuity, take your, take your hustle and your small business spirit, um, and apply that, you have so much competitive competitive advantage over, over your bigger competition. It's actually yep. better to be yep. the small fish than the big fish right now today. Yep. And, and like, one of the reasons of being, uh, you know, it's a great position great if you're small is that feed of being able to pivot, I suppose, and make decisions really quickly, right? You don't have all that corporate red tape and litigation to go through just to do a, a live stream like this. Like for the yep. big corporations, for them to set up a live stream like this would take them days worth of paperwork and, you know, quality assurance would have to be all over it. And, you know, but the other thing that I love too is the fact that for smaller businesses and particularly for businesses that are in regional areas, um, there's so much more of an opportunity to land grab because mm -hmm. you don't have the amount of competition that you've got uh, in, the, in the capital cities. So for yep. someone like yourself with Uptake Digital, like how many direct competitors do you have in the Bendigo area? Like there wouldn't be many at all, would there? Yeah, well, I suppose the closest thing is the managed service providers. So there's two big managed service providers uh, in Bendigo that take care of more infrastructure stuff. Um, but, yeah, as far as the particular type of consulting, I could work anywhere in the world. I could work on Skype. I could go in. I, I do a lot of work in Melbourne. Uh, I do a lot of work remotely. Um, this is this is a real competitive advantage because I don't have the overheads either of having a Collins Street office. Um, what people want 
is my intellectual property and what I bring to the table. Uh, they're not this, they don't care about your Collins Street office. It's nice if you have one. It's nice if you have BMW. You know, it's nice to impress people. But at the end of the day, if you can get the business outcome and with the speed of business today, you can prove that quicker than you could ever prove it before. Uh, this is what they're looking for. Um, so, you know, I really commend people who get out there and, and, you know, use these digital mediums, get on the um, Facebook Live when it's hot. It's, you know, you've seen it yourself, Anthony, as Facebook Live's been out for a while now and your organic reach, the free reach that Facebook used yes, to give you back yes. when that first started to now, when everyone started yeah. to get onto it, um, like you just start broadcasting, you'd have like 100 people watching you, like what the, you know, yeah, but now yeah. it's... It, now it's like you've got to really hustle. You've got to push it just to get people to watch your yeah. live videos because, yeah. you know, you've yeah. lost the novelty. And the big businesses still haven't caught on to it. So that's um, right. Really, it's exactly what you are talking about before. Exactly. I mean, right now we've got uh, about six or seven people on the live stream. And thanks very much for watching, guys. Really appreciate everybody tuning in. If, uh, if you've got any questions at all around digital cloud services, marketing, Drop them in the comments below, uh, and Brendan will be happy to help uh, answer them. Um, but yeah, like you were talking about with you know, jumping on board something that's new from from a marketing side of things for regional businesses. If if you can be um, if you're willing to try something new, and even with live streaming, like like you said, um, you used to be able to hit live and you'd have a hundred people watching straight away. It's becoming a little bit more mainstream um, and more people are using it. Therefore, it decreases that organic reach. But it's still one of the best ways, one of the best types of content, uh, especially around Facebook, to, to produce because Facebook still gives it that preference. So it's going to sit higher um, in the news feed than a, an image or just a status update or something like that. So... From a marketing point of view, um, if you can grab those new features and, and use them as quickly as possible, um, you're going to get a much better ROI. You're going to get more kick out of it. You're going to get more reach because um, Facebook will reward you, especially when you're talking about um, Facebook Live. So jumping on board those, those uh, being an early adopter, I suppose. And that, that can switch back into the kind of services that you offer with Uptake Digital as well. Like if businesses look to upgrade um, and... You know, leverage digital in that space, um, make things easier, automate what they can, um, then they're going to have an upper hand over businesses that aren't. Yeah, and like to go back to your point about video, um, I don't think people realise how important video is. So when Google bought Facebook, uh, not Facebook, when Google bought YouTube, um, YouTube they bought yep. it for a bit over $2 billion. Mm -hmm. um, it was losing $50 million a month. Like video is very, very expensive to distribute back in those days. It still kind of is, but nowhere near as bad. Um, so it's losing $50 million a month, right? And Google comes in and buys it for $2 billion, right? Um, they had every movie um, person in Hollywood chasing him, throwing lawsuits at him. It was just out of control. And I just thought to myself, this is the end of Google. What has Google done? Um, you know, they've just bought themselves a whole bunch of litigation. They'll be tied up in court for years. Um, you know, this thing doesn't even make money. Like, what's wrong with these people, right? Um, but the joke's on us now because we all know how YouTube ended, right? So, so YouTube's the third most popular site after Google and Facebook. 
Um, so, second um, biggest search engine in the world. Yeah, second. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they made the absolute hundred percent right decision by yeah. backing this video thing early and being the early adopter and being there and having that land, like you're saying, the land grab. You know, they they were there. So. I'm just running out of uh, battery, so if I drop out, it's uh, not because <laughs> I love you guys. It's because I'm at 6% battery I'm on the surface. Same 13 minutes, but I think this uh, this camera is really taking it out of it. Taking the toll. That's all right. That's all right. Well, we'll, we'll get towards um, some of the, the uh, end questions that I've got here in case it does drop out, but... Basically, um, can you wrap a little bit more around the types of services that you can offer for, uh, for businesses, uh, regional businesses in particular? Um, and then we might have a couple more questions here, which we'll, uh, we'll get into as well. But yeah, maybe just explain a little bit more about the types of services that you can offer. Yeah, so our flagship services um, are really our reviews. So our business technology reviews. I'm just coming over here on the charger. Um, so... Perfect. <laughs> Probably looks like I'm looking down at you all now, but uh, <laughs> that's yeah, right. so even that's okay. the first place we'll start. Um, depending on the size of the business, it might be five hours of consulting, it might be 10 hours of consulting, it might be 40 hours. Um, you know, we're generally like we do an hour per person in the business um, and then we say, all right, let us come in, have a look at it all and see, see, what, see what the opportunities are. Um, so I'll get in there, I'll go, okay, what are the challenges in the business? And I'll pry that open and I'll go, well, why is that the case? Maybe because of this. And I'll go, why, why, why? Until I get sick of me saying why, say why five times. Um, why but five times? Day, you end up with this piece of intellectual property that you own in your business that tells you exactly where you need to be going, what steps you need to be taking, who you need to be talking to. Right? It's not necessarily, oh, you need to go and, engage me um you know one big client i'm working with at the moment and it's like oh this is a lean um six sigma play so okay you need process improvement let's let's put in lean let's put in six sigma i, I don't know six sigma i don't know how any of that stuff works i'm not a lean consultant i'm not a six sigma consultant but i know that's what you need based on your requirements and where your business is trying to head um, yep. So that's that's our flagship service. Um, we do a lot of training as well. So we help businesses around cloud adoption. Often their IT people put cloud in. They'll pin in an Office 365 or something like that, and they go, go. And everyone's going, well, what do we do? Um, so they yep. still continue yep. to use email for everything. So we show them how they can get rid of email out of their organisation and start using tools like Yammer and SharePoint and um, Teams and those sorts of things to actually, you know, make better use of their time in their business because time is money at the end of the day. Exactly. And just for anybody who mightn't be aware, so those um, programs that you just mentioned like Team and Yammer, um, and probably Slack's in there as well. They're just those instant messaging platforms. So it just cuts down on the time it takes to sift through reply to an email. It's, it's instant messaging, but it's so much more than that where you can create teams and projects and all that sort of stuff and just streamlines things. Yeah, I did, we've just got a comment come up. The Yammer is the worst thing my workplace ever implemented. And um, <laughs> I, I hear that all the time. Um, people go, this thing's a piece of crap. This thing's a piece of crap. Um, and 
it's usually because it's not implemented properly. Um, you know, Yammer is really, it's a social network. It's like using Facebook at work, right? So you go, okay, I want to organise a social function. Um, instead of putting 30 people in a CC and filling up their inboxes like everyone does in every other organisation, you set up a Yammer group and you start having a conversation on Yammer and they go, oh, does anyone know any um, good party planners? And they'll go, oh, Mick's wife's a party planner, actually and tags Mick in, and then Mick gets his wife in to organise it all. And, um, you know, this is modern collaboration. You know, email everyone in the company and ask, who's a good party planner? Um, but yeah. when you're on a social network, and, and that's that's what Facebook does for me. Um, it allows, although I do a lot of business on Facebook, it allows me to actually say, okay, I'm going to spend my personal time in a chunk. I'm going to spend 15 minutes on Facebook in a chunk and use my personal time for that. Whereas if every email notification from Facebook went in my work email account, this is how ridiculous organisations run today. And that's and that's really the problem that we're trying to solve with a lot of this stuff, that we have our multi-channel approach. Um, so if it's urgent, we can put notifications on it. If it's general chatter, we turn notifications off and go check it when you want. With email, it's one. It's just one inbox. It's one notifications channel, um, you know, and, and that's the sort of stuff that's changing businesses today and making them super competitive because they can organise in a small team. They can have their instant chatter just saying, um, start building a product, start working on a proposal, get that proposal out three days before anyone else can because they're just so quickly. Yeah. But and I suppose like from Will's point there, being the worst thing that's ever been implemented, like you said, I suppose if the time's not taken to educate staff and employees and make sure that it's rolled out correctly, then it is really going to be a nightmare and a headache, isn't it? Well, yeah, and I, I, I think there's another one there that implement that Yammer might have been implemented properly, but there's another layer. Um, so when I do, I, I use the best practice from Microsoft and um, we have a number of key roles. So we have the executive buying. Um, so that's basically the executive putting the high-level vision for the organisation. Then we have yeah. our cloud champions that run around and actually drive engagement and get people using it. Um, but the one that most people miss is the community manager. Um, so anyone with a marketing background usually has a bit of a feel for whatever community manager is. So in a, from a marketing, it comes from marketing, in a marketing thing, say you've got a product on the internet, um, you sell shoes or something like that, Nike shoes, um, your job is to troll the internet and see what people are saying about Nike um, shoes or maybe you have discussion forums and you you look at what people are saying and help them understand your product and, and moderate the conversation. So in a younger workplace, if you just have no one doing the community management, no parenting, like we're humans, right, we need parenting, you have no parenting, um, what you'll end up is people putting Trump memes up and people, you know, just taking advantage of it. It becomes a time suck. Yammer all of a sudden becomes low value for everybody. Um, you know, the executives are just pushing product. People are just pushing product. You know, it's kind of like what, what will happen to Facebook. Um, but you can't, you, you know, you just unfriend people who annoy you on Facebook and it's sort yeah. of like what you have to be doing in Yammer, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And we've got, like, Will's also got a comment here on um, it can be a big distraction and decrease productivity. People spend all their day just chatting on Yammer. And I suppose that just ties back into what you're talking about with the community manager there in having somebody to, to police it, I suppose, um, to make sure that everybody is staying on track, is staying on target. 
Um, you also probably fit into a project manager's role too, like keeping all that communication in mind. But I mean, it's yeah, it's regardless of what sort of program you are going to have, like people can still abuse the system. So I suppose it's just about putting those uh, those measures in place. Yeah, and look, people do. They use email for that all the time. Um, they'll sit there and chat with their friends on email all day because it looks like work, you know. Yeah. Um, so Yammer makes that slightly more lubricated, I guess. <laughs> that yeah. It's a little easier to, to chat, a little bit easier to carry on. But one of the good things with um, Yammer and, you know, the Office 365 suite in particular is it's got all the reporting built in. So you can get in there and see how active people have been on Yammer. So if people are being a bit too active on Yammer, maybe it's time to have a conversation with those people and go, okay, well, um, you're spending three hours a day on Yammer. Um, yeah. You know, what value does that bring to the business? Um, you know, if they're in a professional services firm like an accountant, they should be doing timesheets, they should be doing things like that. So you should be able to track your employees' time better than ever now. Um, but what we find is, yeah, there's... There's lots of gaps and people go, oh, but it's work, it's work. Um, so you, that's that's where the leadership and the management side of technology comes in and you've got to come in and say, okay, where's our executive that's setting the high-level vision? Our high-level vision is that we stop using email to harass everybody and we move all that conversation off-site. Um, if we're doing project work, we're going to use Teams. If we're, if we're going to have social activities, we're going to do it on Yammer or, you know, this is this is the high level conversation and then going around and actually i came over here and plugged in so i should be all right for battery beautiful um, um, come back with yeah so that's that's essentially what we're trying to achieve um yep. with this sort of stuff so that that's some of the training that i do so i have a package that's looks a bit like two thousand bucks um and it's three hours in the room with all the executives you know so all the ceo um you know hr director IT manager, um, operations manager, managing director, CEO, but all of those sort of level types. And then I'm going, yeah. okay, well, here's what this all looks like. This is what it looks like when it's done. And, yeah. you know, how are you going to implement it? And do you want some help implementing it? And some people can just grab what I teach them and run, um, and others yeah. want a bit more hand-holding, so... Yeah, okay, excellent. We've got a question here from Ben asking, how do you know which one to use? I use Google Hangouts at the moment, but I do go to, but do I go to Yammer or Slack? Okay, so it'll really depend on your environment and what other people are using in your business. Um, so if you're, so if you think of productivity tools, you've probably got two main contenders at the moment. You've got the Google Suite, which is what Anthony's on. So um, Google Suite's really good for small, agile, born in the cloud businesses. These are people who don't use Word and Excel and don't know what Outlook is. Um, they use Google, uh, they use Google Sheets, they're, they're agile, they're fast moving. Um, they don't have all the legacy operational stuff. So they're what you have typically Google Apps customers, they're lawyers, they're accountants, they're those sorts of people. Word and Excel and don't know what Outlook is. Um, they a little bit Google, of feedback on my side, what's Google happening there? They're, they're agile, they're fast moving. Yep, so, so Google's fantastic. It has everything, right? Um, so you can get in there and you can have your Google Groups, you have your Google Hangouts, Hangouts instead of Skype for Business. So there's sort of a Microsoft solution to every... Um, Google solution. Uh, Microsoft's got the slight edge. It's certainly got the edge in security. It's certainly got some of the 
apps that Google doesn't have at the moment. But from a user point of view, like, um, I don't know, I like I like Google a bit. I, I think Google's quite good. I was on it for about four years before I swapped yep. off 365. And the only reason I swapped is because all my customers are off 365, perfect. Yep. Um, but if they're startup businesses, you know, tradies and stuff like that, I put them on the Google, they get inbox for Google on their Android phone, they can sign into their Android phone to Google. I set them up yep. with a web browser. Um, they literally never have to call tech support again because everything's in the web browser. So as long as their computer turns on and they can open Chrome, they're in their business, right? Yeah. Um, so Microsoft's moving towards that. Um, they're still very tied. Their strength is enterprise. They do enterprise better than anyone else. Um, so when everything comes out, it's not as small businessy. So Teams compared to Slack, for example, they're identical products in a lot of ways, but Slack, very easy to bring external parties in. Um, teams can't be done, can't bring external parties in because it's designed for the security of the enterprise. So sorry, well, I missed that um, thing that just come up. No, that's all right. I've had a couple of little little glitches here on mine, but that's all good. We're all good. So um, yeah, and like you said, I'm on uh, I'm on Google. Um, Brenton set me up uh, with uh, with Google, and of course, everything that goes with that, like you know, your Google Docs, um, slide, all the presentations, and it just makes it so easy because you can do stuff online. You can take it anywhere with you, access it from anywhere, um, and yeah, I've recently had to. Uh, edit a couple of documents in Word and it's almost been a little bit annoying because it's just stuck on your computer and it's not linked to anything else and yeah, I ended up just copying and pasting it out and putting it in, putting it in Google Docs. So, um, yeah, and I think that's... really back the solution, the thing's amazing. Yeah, you know? exactly, um, exactly. But if you half ask it, that's where you have problems. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. It's it's where it's where we're going to be able to pick up and become so much more efficient in business is having those like everything's going to be interconnected, integrated. Um, we're going to be using platforms like Slack and Yammer, and everything is just going to get quicker and quicker because time is so valuable. Um, mm. And yeah, there'll be kinks to iron out. There's issues with everything, but at the end of the day, if you can do something or use a program or an app or a platform that helps speed things up in your business, time's money, um, and it's an easy choice. Yeah, and especially when you get in there and um, start looking at what are the things that need to be sold really quickly, right? Yeah. Um, so, for example, if you've got a sales team, um, a lot of salespeople are lone rangers, but some work as a team. Um, someone gets on there and says, all right, well, I'm chasing after winery. I want to sell them this $100,000 program. Um this is the name of the winery, puts it up on Yammer. Who knows anyone connected to this winery? Someone says, oh, my wife worked there for 20 years. Um, she knows the the MD. Um, do you want, to, want us to do an introduction for you? Oh, and she'll talk to you for 20 minutes and tell you everything you need to know to be able to sell this solution into them. She'll tell you what their current environment's all about and all this sort of thing. So all of a sudden, the, the salesperson in that team has a huge advantage over a salesperson in a company that's working individualistic, right? Um, so the one of the big things that all of this technology is about, particularly from where Microsoft is, but also from where Google is, is it's all about collaboration. It's all about how do we work together better? How can we make the technology easier for people to work together? So if you, <laughs> it depends on your team. Um, that's certainly true. But, you know, if you can get killer teams, and this was one of the things Steve Jobs um, did better than anyone that he would 
And when he come back to Apple, he sacked huge amounts of people because he didn't want any B players. He wanted all A players on A player teams. You know, we're going to have four different computers, a pro version of the laptop, a business, like a consumer version, a pro version of the desktop, and a consumer version. This is what we're doing. And we're going to have a pro, we're going to have the best people in those teams working on those products. We're not going to have average people making average products anymore. That's not where, what we're about. This is where we're right at at the moment, that if you're exceptional or you can build an exceptional team, this is where you're going to get the real uh, amplifier effects because it's so easy to get out there with digital marketing. It's so easy to reach your customer compared to yellow pages waiting for people to call you, television ads hoping that they'll notice you. All of that's gone. You can grab the customer and really talk to them now. Yeah, and, and talk to the specific type of audience and person that you want to. It's not that shotgun approach of whacking an ad in the newspaper on TV and hoping that the right people see it and then take action. Um, well, I always yeah. laugh when I see my competitors on telly, you know. They all want to work business to business. How many business owners are watching telly? Um, so you busy working. <laughs> right, 1% of television owners um, are business owners, right? So all of a sudden you pay $100 and you get $1 worth of value out of it. And then out of those $1 of value, how many people are actually going, oh, well, actually, I'll give those guys a call because that's I'm sitting at home watching telly. That's the exact time I'm actually thinking about changing my IT provider. So I always find that sort of stuff a bit funny. Um, you know, fast-moving consumer goods like McDonald's and stuff like that, television's fantastic. Um, but, you know, you've still got to augment it with all those digital mediums. If you're not on digital, if you're not doing the digital stuff, um, you're wasting your time now. You're in a little bit of trouble. Um, I just want to say thanks to everybody for uh, all the questions that we've got coming through. Really appreciate it, guys. We've got uh, one here from Will that says, uh, what solutions would you implement for a workplace that is Mac-based and do not want any Microsoft products? Google. Google. Um, yep. oh, look, Google and Macs work really well because um, Chrome runs really well on a Mac. Um, Outlook runs, Outlook 2016 is not too bad. Um, Mac Mail is no good with Microsoft stuff. So if you want to put in Microsoft Office 365, you're just going to be pushing an uphill battle, right? So what you do is you put in something that looks like Google Drive um, and then you back all of that stuff up to some, I'm not really a Mac consultant, so I don't really know all the, the actual technical ins and outs of it. I have people for that. Um, but if you're, you, you, if you're a Mac workplace, Google, unless you have to have Microsoft for some reason, um, then yeah, it's, I've, I've got a lot of customers, um, who have Macs and that's what I do with them. Basically, I put them on Google because, um, it's, yeah, they don't use Outlook. They don't use Word. They're using Pages and Keynote and all this other crap, you know. Um, push oh. it in, run it out of the cloud, back it all up, happy days. Yeah, beautiful. Love the answer. Awesome, mate. Hey, um, before we head towards wrapping up, is there anything else that, uh, anything else that you want to touch on, any other topics that you want to bring up? Oh, well, maybe I could ask you a question. <laughs> Oh, far away, mate. I'm in the hot seat now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so you've been going um, for, what, 12 months now pretty much? Yeah, basically, yep. Started around, around this time last year. 
Yeah, what sort of changes are you seeing, um, I suppose, from your, from you probably look through things more through the marketing lens rather than the IT lens, but how, how are you seeing the changes in business and their adoption of these modern marketing techniques that you're bringing along? What, what I see more and more uh, occurring is that the businesses that are willing to take a little bit of a risk, the businesses that are willing to put themselves out there a little bit more, the businesses that are, are trying new things are the ones that are getting a bit more cut through, right? Which that's, that's, that's it when it comes to marketing. If you can use the latest and greatest, uh, if you can be authentic and real, if you're not afraid to have a go and put yourself out there, then you are going to get noticed. You are going to get the attention. You are going to get that reach on the, uh, on the social platforms. So I can see more and more uh, small businesses in particular that are taking on things like live streaming or um, Instagram stories or, you know, just those little bits and pieces that um, the everyday consumer uses a lot. Like, you know, people are opening up Instagram 50 times a day. And uh, a perfect example of that is uh, an interview I did with someone recently, Sam Skipari, who uh, runs a restaurant here in Shep. And uh, he's really taken to Instagram for his Italian restaurant. Uh, and he jumps on there. He's sharing lots of photos. He's doing stories. He's using Instagram Live really well too. He's jumping on that at least once a week and doing a live stream of the restaurant. He's showing people the latest wine that he's got. He's telling them about the specials and the menu, all that sort of thing. And everybody knows Sam in town because, you know, it's a, it's a regional city. Most people know most people. Um, and he's getting a lot of traction and cut through from that because there's not a lot of Italian restaurants in town and there's certainly not a lot of Italian restaurant owners that are doing live streams and stuff in town. So again, he's putting himself out there. He's creating that video content um, and really getting some traction. So I suppose, yeah, to answer your question, especially in the last 12 months, starting to see more people pick up on those social media trends and start playing with them. Um, yeah. But we've still got a long way to go and there's still a lot of businesses that could be doing uh, a lot more or doing different things and getting really good results. So I think um, moving forward, that's going to be more and more the case because as we see technology and digital evolve at, at the speed that it does, if you're not trying to keep up at least and, uh, and experimenting and playing around, then it's very easy to get behind really, really quickly and you end up still being you know, in the yellow pages and not on social media. So. Yeah, and you blink, you miss it, you know. Um, yeah. You and I aren't that different in the sense of what we're trying to achieve with our customers. Um, often I talk about, aha, Jaylee, I'll answer that in a second. Um, so often I talk about Seth Godin's Icarus deception. So up until the 1920s, um, the story of Icarus, the guy had the wax wings, he tried to fly and flew too high to the sun, and his um, wings melted and he crashed into the sea. That used to be a very different story before about 1920 um, because his father before 1920 said to him, don't fly too high the sun, your wings will melt and you'll crash in the sea. But even more importantly, um, don't fly too low because the water from the sea will lap you and you'll surely fall into the sea. So the trick isn't to be crazy, high risk, do crazy, stupid things all the time, but Playing it safe can be more dangerous. Um, if you're sitting going, oh, well, Yellow Pages has worked in the past, um, it will continue to work in the future. Um, 
we'll just keep doing that. Uh, we're not sure. What if someone writes a bad review on social media? What if this happens? What if that happens? Which I just say to them, um, they're already on social media. That's where your customers are. Um, they're already talking bad about you and you're not there to respond and defend yourself or to solve the customer's problem. Um, exactly. You know, I've, I've got Trustpilot set up, so I'm a Trustpilot partner. Um, I got one of my customers to leave me a review. They left me a four-star review, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, anyway, but it was great because she said, oh, you send me three um, notifications a month for invoicing. I'm like, oh, I can fix that. Now she gets one, right? So all of a sudden I've had an opportunity to fix that. I've been able to leave a response saying, you know, thank you very much for the four-star review. We're still very chuffed about four-star review. Um, but also, um, yeah, we'll have a look at your account. Here's the three emails you're getting. We're just going to send you this one email that that's important to you and the other two aren't going to come um, and we're going to do that. So, uh, yeah, so that's, that's the sort of stuff that... Um, you have to be doing, you have to be online. This stuff doesn't just happen offline anymore. It's online, it's happening. If you're not there, if you don't have someone who knows about this stuff with you, helping you through this stuff, you're going to be in a lot of trouble because like Anthony was saying, it's moves too fast. No one can stay on top of it. I can barely stay on top of it. I bet you can barely stay on top of it too. Um, no yeah, <laughs> let alone run around and run a restaurant or do this and do that. You know, you need someone there who's obsessed about this stuff, who lives and breathes it. Um, and that's why I'm so excited to be here today. Perfect, mate. Absolutely love that answer. Let's, uh, let's answer this last question to wrap things up for the night. I'm going to pop it up on the screen right here. So we've got Jay Lee has asked, ideas for real estate agents. All yours, well, mate. Crack, crack at this one. So um, <laughs> I actually know Jay Lee. Uh, so Jay Lee's uh, one of the best real estate agents I've ever seen, to be honest. Um, she's cloud first. She's one of those... Um, one of those disruptors that I was talking about before, kind of like the zero-driven accounting practice that's born in the cloud, bookkeepers born in the cloud, those sorts of really disruptive customer-focused companies. Jaylee essentially runs the, the complete same as that, but in real estate. So her older competitors are still trying to push people to do advertising in newspapers. Jaylee's um, a premier partner on realestate.com.au. You know, she's selling houses quicker than a competition can. Um, she's, she's doing electronic signatures, so you can sell a house when you're in Panama, if you like. You can be sitting in the Panama Canal and you can sell your house as long as you've got a bit of internet connections. So, um, so, yeah, one of the things I would, for, any, for a real estate agent, that electronic signature's is um, probably one of the things that will impact your customer experience the most. If your customers keep coming in the bloody real estate agent all the time to sign paperwork and, you know, it's not easy for them and it's just you've made it too hard for them, um, that's going to kill them. If you're not doing your digital marketing, your digital advertising, that sort of stuff's not selling, you know, that's what's selling houses now. So if you haven't at least done those two things, um, you're falling way behind the competition, but maybe you got some better marketing ideas. I haven't really touched marketing, but you got any no, good look, marketing ideas there? Look, I think you've touched right on. Um, Jelly can probably answer this in the comments below. But things like we've been talking about with live streaming, like if you're, you know, if you're showing a house or a property, like um, is there any red tape around real estate agents, you know, doing a live stream to show the property, like? instead of people, especially if, um, you know, you're trying to attract people from a long way away or whatever the case might be, 
um, can you do a live stream uh, showing the house yourself and pointing out all the great features? Get that up online. Can you then repurpose that live stream and use it in your advertising, run Facebook ads against it, um, target the type of people in the locations that you want to target with that live stream to get them on board and view that video? Um, yeah, there's heaps and heaps of different things. Um, and a lot of the time, they don't have to be hard. They don't have to be complicated. Um, they're really simple. And if you know how to do it, um, or you can ask the right people the right questions, um, it can be really simple. So um, I think that's definitely a big one um, with, uh, with Jaylee, especially if she's in that space of showing houses and properties and, and, and moving them that way herself. Um, get out there and use what's popular in social media today. Very, very good advice there. Cool. I'm glad you like that. I hope Jaylee likes that too. She's probably already doing it, but let us know in the exactly. comments below. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably like, yeah, I thought of that first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I watch Jaylee's um, things because she always comes across a funny thing, like she locks herself in a house with the tenants and stuff like this and how do I get out of the house? So she'll put some, uh, <laughs> she'll put a post up about how she had to break out of the house and that oh, sort of thing. No. It keeps people really engaged, keep people happy. It's not the boring, look at me, I'm a real estate agent. Everyone's over that. No one, no one yeah. cares about you. Exactly. Um, themselves. So, yeah, she, she's a master at it. And uh, just a little marketing tip there too. Uh, Charlie's put up. She says, yes, she does the live streams when showing houses and properties and then uh, also emails out the link uh, to those that couldn't make the inspection. So, Another great way, um, and really, I mean, that's just a one percenter too. Like you've shown a house, somebody can't make it. They may have, uh, you know, signed up or said they'd come along. You shoot them the uh, a link to a video uh, later on. They're going to love you for it, and uh, you're really going to be top of mind next time they're thinking of buying or selling property because uh, you're the real estate agent that went uh, that extra effort, that extra one percent, uh, and uh, and really helped them out. So it's just. Be authentic, guys. Help people out and do the right things by your customers and, uh, yeah, everything will be sweet. Yeah, that's great advice. Beautiful. Brenton, uh, mate, we could probably keep chatting for a long, long time and my laptop would probably run out of battery too. So uh, it's been awesome to, uh, to have you along, awesome to have a chat. Thanks to everybody that uh, has been uh, involved and uh, left comments and questions. It's been absolutely awesome. Um, if, uh, if anybody wants to find out more about Uptake Digital, if they want to get in touch with you, mate, uh, how can they do that? Where can they find you? Uh, just send me a message online. So Google Uptake Digital. Um, you can message me on Facebook. I'll get it. You can message me on Twitter. You can message me on LinkedIn. You can message me wherever you like. I'll definitely get it. I'll respond to you. Thanks for listening all the way through another episode. If you're hearing this, I really appreciate it. If you got any value from this episode or you know somebody who could benefit from hearing this, please feel free to share it with them. Most of the podcasting apps now allow you to share each episode to your favorite social network. And if you want to get in touch with me or you have any questions at all, please feel free to connect with me on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Just search Anthony G. Murphy. I'll catch you on the next episode.